Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. We use it and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. You nailed that line, Crafty. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. AJ, what else? With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. That's true. And ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we've been connecting with fans more with polls and instant feedback. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. We're live. Hello, everyone on YouTube and on Twitch. Foul Territory. Week two, Scotty Braun, AJ Pruszynski, Eric Kratz in his house, literally. And we had a pretty nice week one, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thank you so much for working so hard those first three days, AJ. Did you have fun? I had a great time. Uh, it's just awesome being able to talk to these guys in their environment and get them to open up to us and broke some news and look forward to a lot more weeks. Did we break some news? We broke a little bit of news. You know, Diaz not playing in WBC. Tommy Flam, Pham says he's going to told Jock Peterson he's going to pimp slap him, and then he did. <laughs> I mean, there was a few things that came up that was new. we got to clarify. Diaz is pitching. You're saying he's not yeah, going back-to-back. Back. Back back. Yeah, and then he did mention maybe if it's like semifinal in the championship game, something like that. But generally, Mets fans can, can cool off a little bit. Kratzy, how you doing? How was the weekend, and what's the hat like? Um. Doing awesome. I'm excited to be back for a second week. I'm glad Todd is on vacation. He seemed like he was really grinding a little bit. You know, <laughs> last two week is the two the two days that he worked. He was he was kind of acting like a starting pitcher. But hey, you know what? You gotta you gotta grind through it. But today's hat today's hat is a throwback. Since we're in spring training, it kind of works. The Dunedin Blue Jays. I was there circa. 2004 phantom dl most of the season but hey you know what you gotta you gotta push through that um yeah it was definitely it was definitely hot down in dunedin when you're playing in the florida state league looks good i like the blue jays logo that was my favorites to wear too as a kid if you're like wearing your non-favorite team so i like it how far are we from dunedin Hour and a half. Hour and a half. We're in Orlando, by the way, to everyone watching. And also appreciate everyone giving love over the weekend. We're, we're everywhere, too. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting your shows. Um, and hashtag FT Live is how to ask us questions. Or you can drop them in YouTube or in Twitch in the chat. And weekend, how was yours? You saw me for half of it. I, yeah, you were, Scott was at my house at like 11 o'clock on Saturday night working um, on the desk. So you look at the desk. staring at my undergarments. Look at the desk. Kratzy. look at. I see it. I see yeah. it. it. Look looks at like that a scene from the Sandlot. That's the point. That it's is the, the point. Like Field Sandlot. Of what kind of what kind of movie is Sandlot? What what genre? I mean, oh, I, what genre? I mean, sports, sports baseball, baseball. Okay, so what what like kind Field of show of is this? Field of Dreams. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I think it looks great. And there's no fence in Field of Dreams, but it's okay. There was a fence. There was a fence when the Tim Anderson hit one over the fence to beat the Yankees that walk off Homer. Field of Dreams 2019 or Field of Dreams 
No, Field of Dreams is a movie. There's no fence. I'm not, I'm not talking oh, about that. I'm talking about the it's game. Corn. Field of Dreams on Fox. We got a corporate yeah. guy here. I'm talking oh, about the game. Oh, the game right. I was at, you know? Right. <laughs> what about this, Kratzy? You like this? If you're watching That's... with us right now, we got a little grass patch, which is going to have a little something extra to it at some point. I think it would have been sick if you guys would have gone real grass because we're a real grass type of show. We're not going fake grass, but I don't know how you would cultivate that over – over, you know, against the wall. So, look, Crouchy, he's already at my house enough. I don't need him over here trying to water the grass. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to see him water it. I want to see him try to clip that thing. Like, that. Be- like, look how tight that beard is. Then, you know, he could get that grass real tight. Yeah, he needs a single shot for that beard. Actually, bring in the single just for one second. This yeah, might be the only it. time I ever ask for this. Oh, but it, Amps- uh, no, 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 I'm not like Greg, my boy Greg. <laughs> um, so the question I have, do I need to duck a little? There we go. Yeah, too so short. The question I have, too tall. The question I have is behind me right here is a plant that was added among the decor this weekend and just wanted to know if everyone likes it or they feel like we're blocking Greg Maddox and he's going to come out on the plant. pull a prank on me. I'm out on the plan. There's a poll. You can you can vote I'm on out. it on Twitter. I'm out. Kratzy. Poll with me. I, out. Thoughts? I said, well, he didn't say, are you in or are you out? He said, not there or yes. So he's kind of he's he wants it. He wants the plant. <laughs> he just doesn't. He's not. He doesn't want anybody to say no. Like, hey, don't tell me no. He's very very generational talent in that in that sense. Please don't. That's how social no. polls work, Kratzy. Social polls. A lot of the times they'll be like yes or hell yes. So <laughs> you don't really have an option. Well, I'm, I'm choosing option C. Hell no. <laughs> Kratzy, you decide. I said not there. I already, I already voted. I was the first one to vote. So I, I appreciate said not you. there. It's, Thanks it's for too... following me today too, Kratzy. I appreciate well, that. It's been, you know, only what, a few weeks working together. It's probably going to, it's probably going to really enhance your following. You know, there's, <laughs> a, there's a huge demographic that I, that I bring in. So I'm glad I could do that for you and your, Speaking of the one, the one shot for you, that Lululemon is looking. I mean, when Lululemon made that shirt, that is exactly what they were hoping it was going to look like. <laughs> Are you trying to get a Lululemon sponsorship? Me? Yeah. I don't know if they're putting Lululemon on this carcass, but I will wear the crap out of it. Okay, that's good to know. I'll have my guys on it. Yes, I will get them on it. Good to know. Hey, let me read one tweet from some of our OG fans weighed in a lot this weekend, just saying, love what you're doing. I love my favorite is fans sending in notes being like, I can't believe I didn't know this existed. I'm like, well, it's it's three days in, now four. So <laughs> if you didn't, I didn't know it existed it, either, so way to go. <laughs> but but here's one who was all over at Chris Hinson, um, 16 said, Love the show, super uncensored. How often are you going to do these shows? Is each one two hours? How does the format work with everyone being in different places? Chris, thanks for subscribing and doing the whole thing. Show is between one and two hours during spring training. There are no rules. We're online. And during the regular season, we'll announce some different times and ideas for you. But during the regular or during spring training, one to two hours starts at 11 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, which is crazy. The amount of people that sent me notes this weekend. Oh, how often is it on? It only says Monday through Friday on every social yeah. handle. People ask me, they're like, you're going to do this every day? And I'm like, well, Scott is. Crafty is too. And I'm, yeah. I'm here. Well, you're, you're going four days a week, AJ, and I'll be your backup on the fifth day. So 
you're fine. Scott's Scott's the real grinder here. He's he's in it for the long haul. But yeah, we're in the same place too. The quest the end of the question was how are we're in the same place. We're on the World Wide Web. We're in the interweb. So we're together. And then lastly, how's it working with people being in different places? It's working like this. I mean, sounds awesome. great. And it's not like that weird. This is what's crazy to me, Kratzy. I, I like to bring my, my TV past to life. I've done shows where I don't hear someone like you in a different location for two seconds. And I know there's a ton of tech and behind the scenes. I hear you in real time. So I, I'm very grateful for that. Because the amount of times that you have to have the awkward silence or step on your TV partner um, if you're doing a show and they hear you two seconds later, super awkward. So we're trying to avoid all awkwardness. And um, the tech is great. So everyone's from their homes. Todd Frazier and Adam Jones, I mean, kind of from his home, kind of from wherever the hell he is in the world. So that answers your questions. Any other questions? I can't for wait till I get to go you. on the road and do this show from like somewhere. From where? I don't know. Where I got to go to like, yeah. I got to go to like North Carolina over the summer and, you know, for baseball yeah. tournaments, I can't wait to be sitting at, you know, random field and have my computer out and people staring at me <laughs> like I'm talking to nobody for two hours. It's going to be amazing. They better have Epic Wi-Fi. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> epic Wi-Fi and you can do it wherever hey, you perfect want. Perfect game. If you're listening, I need Epic Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. And that hotspot. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. First of all, Scott can pay for a hotspot for me, right? Me? Hot Personally? Spot, like 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, if we're AJ, if we're all going out to eat, you know the rule. You are definitely paying for dinner. There's no. That's why we never are in the same spot. Don't you get it? Well, <laughs> when we go out to eat from now on, <laughs> Scotty, you got tip. AJ, you got dinner. Kratzy, it's very simple the way this works, and I've been told this is how it works in in the bigs too. You go to Cots Contracts, you look up how much the dude has made, or Baseball Reference, and you're like, okay, let's see, right? So if you're actually, it's pretty difficult, say, if you're at um, Padres Camp, because you're like, wait, I gotta, I gotta crunch some numbers. Who, who's got more career earnings at this point? Machado, okay, Bogarts, but is that not how it works? It's like, hey, dude, you made a uh, hundred fifty mil so far. I've made pebbles. Is that not how it works? No, is that not how it works? Because there's friendship dues you guys owe me too. We're not friends. friends. We don't have a boat or a plane. Yeah. No, our friendship dues are like you owe me for like following Scott or following you on Instagram and Twitter. (laughs) You guys owe me, so you owe me dinner. Owe you what? You owe me dinner for being friends. Yes. No. Friendship dues. No. No. I'm not about that. We're actually, until actually, Kratzy, Kratzy, <laughs> social dues on AJ right now because I have way more followers followers than him because he just started. So I should be getting dues from him. Every time I send him a retweet, I should be on an influencer program. Yep, absolutely. So that's, I mean, that's a humble brag, just like just like AJ's picture they put on Twitter today. That humble brag of his his first place trophy from Johnny Damon's celebrity. <laughs> I didn't even realize that until you said that. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. First place. My bad. Humble brag. I didn't even realize it was a no idea brag. No idea. So- brag. <laughs> <laughs> it was didn't more about how cool my dogs are. That was more about it. No. And people loved it. That was a good move. So let me drop this to uh, two guests today. Spencer Torkelson, former one, one Detroit Tigers, a little bit of a down, start to his career it's but hard baseball's hard baseball man. is hard Especially he's a level. stud yeah so can't wait to talk to him he's, he's a very interesting guy a great talker and then russ dorsey longtime friend of mine who's a national baseball insider for valley sports very outspoken smooth you I, can't, I can't wait have to you talk. spoken to russ no but i can't oh, wait you will be a he fan. covers the cubs and chicago people that guy know me 
know how much I love the Cubs. Yeah, but no, no, no. He's a national baseball guy. I know, he used but, to cover the Cubs. but he used to cover the Cubs. Yes. So I can't wait to just dig into Cub hatred. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows AJ in Chicago, whether they, they love him or don't, right? The Cubs oh, yeah, fans. Yeah. Cubs how do fans. Cubs, well, I'll save it for Russ, okay? Yeah. Let's Because I got about 10-ish minutes to run through top stories from the weekend, and then we'll bring in Spencer Torkelson. So let's start running. And we'll begin with Miguel Vargas, who is one of my favorite prospects, and he is on on a fantasy team or two of mine. But anyway, he's not swinging a bat at the moment. He has a hairline fraction in his pinky, but they want him to play second base. So, Kratzy, this is how I would envision my major league career. Just just digs into the box, you know, kicking some dirt. He's great with the pitch clock because he doesn't really need to adjust anything, and he just stands in there, and he's working walks, even though he is not swinging. Zero swings, and he's working walks so far. Um, so anyway, some people were like, hey, have him practice second base, you know, at uh, on the side field, sim games, whatever. And they're like, no, we want him in a game at spring training. We don't give a fuck. So I love it, but if I'm a pitcher and I can't throw three strikes to a dude, clearly someone should have told me, hey, this guy's not swinging. It's actually good practice for a pitcher. This guy's not swinging, period. Please throw three strikes. Your thoughts? I mean, there's so much to unpack here. We could spend probably the whole show talking about this. The fact that me or AJ didn't walk very much in our career. We're probably not the best to talk about not swinging. But let's just let's just go to the pitcher standpoint. Not even not even Vargas. Like the pitcher standpoint. How many how many Twitter videos did you see of dudes running as hard as they can and throwing the ball 107 miles an hour and everybody yelling at them? No. You know, like that's all the videos there was. Nobody ever showed videos of, hey, I hit every single quadrant on the strike zone, six six consecutive pitches. No, nobody. You know, it shows this guy should not be walking, and he's walked four of his last eight plate appearances. I think he bunted twice, and obviously, you know what happened the other ones if he, you know, wasn't swinging. But like, I, I don't, I. It's big league camp, so it's not necessarily all big leaguers. He's probably getting in at the end of the games. But, like, throwing strikes is a really big deal. Like, you have to throw strikes. So, that's, like, we could talk about this whole thing for a long time. But, really, pitchers need to be able to throw strikes. And some guys I know, they say, well, if he's not swinging, it's so hard for me to throw a strike. Like, what? Just, that's what you're supposed to do. That's a t-shirt, by the way. Throwing strikes is a big deal. Throwing strikes is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, this is to me is, is very it's strange. Yes, I understand DH form. You need a pitcher would have to hit, but early in spring training, you're not pitcher is not going deep enough into a game. I, I mean, there used to be guys. First three games, I'm just going to take. I'm going to track. They called it tracking. I'm just going to track. I'm like, dude, if you don't swing, you never know where you're at. So let's swing early and then you can make adjustments from there with your swing but uh, yeah this is this is just crazy to me and the fact that it came out and pitchers can't throw a strike is what what is Kratz's line throwing strikes is very important yeah well no kidding like you know he's not swinging I don't know figure out how to throw a strike throwing strikes is a big deal yeah And, and and you get guys like you used to, I don't know if you, you know, later in your career, you probably never caught any live bullpens. You only ever hit, but catching a lot of live BPs <laughs> out on the field in spring training, dudes this would come guy. in and they're like, Hey, I'm not swinging. I'm just tracking. 
you know, it's one thing if like Ryan Howard says that Chase Utley says that, but when like prospect number 93 says that, yeah, I'm just tracking like what really like you're wasting. I'm going to get like three or four live at bats before we go into games and you're wasting my at bat. Like here, you come and catch. I'll get up there. I'm going to swing. I'm probably going to be a day late. And it's not going to go well. I'm probably going to break at least a bat. But, like, get it going. Like, see see where your swing is. I Maybe that's why my career on-base percentage was, like, 260. It was because I just – I wasn't swinging. And, or I wasn't, I wasn't taking. I'm definitely swinging. I agree. I was hacking. They were going – they gave you this one, fastball. I'm like – I'm going to be so late on this ball, but I am going to try and hit it 400 feet and it go. In spring training. In live BP. Yeah. Oh, the first day of live BP. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. And then I would always tell the catcher, I'm like, listen, if he throws a fastball in, because there were some pitchers that didn't want to tell you what was coming in case, oh, no, the L screen. So I'd be like, look, if you throw a fastball in, just tell me if he wants a fastball in. And as soon as the, the catcher would be like, hey, fastball in. As soon as he'd pick his leg up, I was backing like, <laughs> way out of the way because I don't want to get hit by no ball. I get hit by no balls during the season. I don't need to get hit by a ball in live BP action. Yeah, spring training injuries actually gets us to what's next here. Vladdy Jr. not in the WBC anymore. Knee inflammation for him. So that broke over the weekend. I will say this. If there's a team that can take a hit like that, it's the Dominican yeah, Republic. Yeah, but this it, is more precautionary. He's still playing in the games for the Blue Jays, right? I mean, yeah, it's minor it's knee just inflammation. A this is, but if there but is a is, little issue, you don't want to throw him into a an aggressive true, setting. But this is also how teams get guys out of the WBC. Really? Oh, he has a minor hamstring thingy. We don't want him to play. And if the team says they don't want you to play, you can't play. Mm. So, is this the Correa team doctor again? Maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. The, the Dominican can survive this because as great as Vlad is, they have other players that can fill the void. But, uh, yeah, this to me is a, the team saying, hey, you got a little aggravation in there. And I'm sure Vladdy wants to play. So they're just saying, hey, be careful. we got a long way to go. We play on AstroTurf. Let's, let's get this thing under control. And, oh, yeah, skip the WBC. You're going to get that with a few. I think Alejandro Kirk dropped out yeah. about a week ago. Um, Jose Quintana, that Correa. broke on Sunday night. Correa, but that's because, and we spoke to him about it. I mean, he's got a, a kid on the way, so he's he's it's like taking paternity leave, which is is actually going to probably happen in think the next few days, and then he'll go home for a few days. So he wasn't going to be with the squad. A lot of the players left, I think, yesterday to go join their clubs um, to get ready for the WBC. So Kratzy, Flatty Jr. quite needed for a Toronto team that I think they were they were fine last year, made the playoffs. Um, but I think many people expected them to maybe be a World Series team last year, and they didn't seem like they were at that level. Not yet, but to get to that level, they need MVP Vladdy for sure. He had a great year last year, MVP year the year before. Like I think this is the time of year when the superstars, if you're going to WBC and you got something nagging, you got to stay away from the training room. Normally, superstars are real quick to be like, ah, yeah, what about this? Like, uh, take care of this. You know, now they got to be more like the the minor league camp invite guys where they're like, you can't, you got to hide all your injuries. You got to go off campus to get your 
to get your treatment or else they're going to find something, some reason to not put you on the roster. And so Vladdy, little knee inflammation, you know, they can, they can manipulate how many innings he's playing. He's not playing, you know, he is playing all that stuff. So it's big for Dominican, but you know, I think maybe Robinson Cano maybe slides into first base unless they put a G Mar Candelario in there. So who knows? I guess that is a, a loss. I mean, the Dominican team is really good and their position players are insane. I mean, their pitching is really good too, but I mean, just running through it a little bit here, you've got Francisco Mejia and Gary Sanchez as your catchers, your infielders. So we've got Willie Adamas, Devers is at third, Franco, Machado, Jeremy Pena, Gene Segura, who's starting in what's your starting infield actually for the WBC here? If you've got, why did you say you're dropping Cano on me, Kratzy? Are you forgetting? So we've got Adamas, Devers, Wander, Machado. Oh, at first base. There's Adamas. You're not putting Adamas at first base. You're not putting Devers over at first base. The Red Sox would have a conniption. Man. I mean, no offense to Robbie, but. He's by far at this point on that roster of infielders the worst hitter. Absolutely, but who, so who else you're going to put first? Oh gosh, is that the plan? There, there's no way that that's the plan. Well, they'll find somebody. No, no, okay. They'll find somebody. What, what are you in. doing, for example? So Machado's playing third, okay? Over Devers. Okay, so sure. where's Devers playing? DH. DH, and Adamus Wander. None of those guys, you think? Would almost, play first? Somebody will. They'll find a first baseman. Maybe, uh, you know, David Ortiz comes out of retirement <laughs> to play first. <laughs> yeah, but who out of that group? Uh, n- none of them are going to want to do it. But you also will. have Nelson Cruz, Aloy. De- Nelson Cruz ain't playing first base. No. No, no, no. Wouldn't. I'm saying for DH, too, oh, you're talking uh, Devers. You've got Eloy, who I'd like. To, I think the White Sox probably are going to want him to play a lot of DH, if you know what I'm saying. He's had some. No, nah, they're going to want him in the outfield because he was so has not gotten a lot of work in the outfield. Okay. So basically it's coming down to what I said, Cano or I think they'll boot Cano. Cano's played it first some. So I I'm think not Cano's... talking about that. I'm just saying that Cano's bat compared to everyone else I just listed. Yeah, but he's the only one that has experience at first base. Robbie Cano. Right, okay, and let's say he gets hurt. Who's playing first base for the Dominican? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Whoever can catch the ball. But yeah. uh, Right, but here's Gary. my point. Here's my By the way, Gary, Gary Sanchez yeah. doesn't have a job. Yeah, he yeah, does. Why is that? No, he doesn't. Who's he with? He was. He doesn't he have a job. He doesn't have a job. He's a free agent like me. Eh, kind of like you. What do you mean? I'm a free agent. You're not. You should. You should have. You should have filed your retirement papers. Why? I never officially retired. I didn't do the fake, you know, Twitter post that I'm retiring from baseball. Well, that's not. That doesn't announce that you retired. You Did just, you not do that ever? No. Why? Oh, uh, we have to do you, that. You want to know how you know you're retired when you don't play? That means you're <laughs> retired. That's a hundred percent true. But I how mean, many drug tests have, have they asked for you since you quote retired? Well, none. But well, uh, then they have you retired because I got calls until they until they called me and said, "Are so. you retired or not?" Because I kept getting drug test calls. If you're not playing, you're retired. So, yes, Gary Sanchez is a free agent, Scott. All right. Needs a job. For AJ, we have to do uh, 
my last thing I want to say, first of all, we have to do an AJ Pruszynski announcement, a retirement announcement. But the last thing I want to say is if you guys are like, oh, they'll figure it out, they'll put someone in there. My point is great. They'll put someone from the infield in there. Just start that person. Fine. That, that was not that big of a deal to me. Yeah. Someone they'll figure it out. Well, it gives you more offense. You're making it, you're making it into a, you're making a mountain out of molehill. I don't think so. <laughs> so I guess Vladdy Jr. It hurts though. When, when you yeah. guys, you're not filling. if they lost the middle infielder, it's like, cool. There's 90 more on the depth chart. Yeah. Cool. What Scott was about to say was Max Scherzer was. So if you, if Scotty and AJ join back up, you guys can hop in at any time, mm-hmm. but it's turned out to be foul territory where I used to play. So it's pretty much all I got. Scherzer. Scherzer was testing the limits of the pitch clock with the whole Victor Robles not he was he called time and then Victor Robles steps out and Scherzer just came set and as soon as he was back in through the pitch without even stopping Scherzer's Scherzer's had an issue for since 2016 I think it was the last time he's picked somebody off at first base and he's he's not you know he's he got it called on a balk on this play and he's trying to figure out what exactly he did wrong. And, and we're back for you, Kratzy. You did a great job. That was was great. (laughs) Clap it up. All right. Eric Kratz, everyone. Solo show. Love it. So low. Nobody could hear us. (laughs) Hey, so, so Scherzer, a couple things. He tried a little quick pitch action where it's like you, you dig in, and I think it was Riley Adams. As soon as he looks up, Scherzer throws a pitch. No, he called time. Riley no, Adams I called th- time. Yeah. So, he, so Scherzer, you get one time out as a hitter. Per AB, so, yep. So Scherzer was like, well, screw this. I'm going to mess with him. So he came set. He was still in the box. He came set. And as soon as he looked up, he fired a fastball by him. So that way he he, he basically bum-rushed him. And then the MLB came out and said, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So – well, he did it by the rules. He came, said he was ready to go. The guy looks at him. He fires a ball by him. I mean, it seems like there's some loopholes here we need to get clarified. They said, though, that the there's always been a rule. The batter needs to be ready in the box. Like, you, he, can, you can put he two. He looked up, and Scherzer was already got his leg in the air. That's his own fault. What's ready? Yeah, how do you what is ready? ready? You tell me. When, when guys tried quick pitches, not like a quick pitch is anything new. Also, it's not like messing with someone's timing is anything new. You're, you could be a pitcher on the mound. Like, you can mess with the pitch clock, right, if you have 10 seconds left on it and hold the ball. But you could do that before the pitch clock, too. For sure. And this is, But this is, why, this is why we are where we are with all the rules except for the bases. It's because guys are always looking to game the rules, gamesmanship. What, is it, what does it look like? And I think Scherzer put on a clinic of it as far as, okay, I'm going to quick pitch this guy. Well, all of a sudden, like, what did – my question would have been on that play with, with Robles, not the Adams play. I thought the Adams play was 100% legal. But was the Robles play, like, what did he do wrong? He was set. He stopped. You know, it did, it's, not like he, it's not like he rolled through his, his set and never came stop. It was just he quick pitched him. He bum rushed him. You know, that, it, it's – I don't know. There, there's a lot of discussions that need to be had, and it needs to be from both sides of the table and not just one. Well, I want to ask hitters about it because even though you guys are position players, you also stick up for cat or for your fellow pitchers quite often. So 
We have a guest joining us right now from the Detroit Tigers, former 1-1 overall pick, stud at Arizona State, one of the upcoming stars on the Detroit Tigers, Spencer Torkelson, joining us on FT Live. Spencer, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Great to have you. So we'll get into you, but let's start with this, just for your perspective. Thoughts on what you've seen with the pitch clock? We're going over Scherzer. Did you see what he did the other day, yeah, trying to I mix a little that. quick pitch action? What are your thoughts on what was going on there and, and from your perspective on the hitter side? Yeah, I, I definitely – I saw you guys talking about it in the, the video. I, Gosh, I, I don't think that's fair um, because, as, as any hitter would say, they want to get a rhythm. And if pitchers just – you put pick your head up and the pitcher's coming at you. Um, it's very tough to get a rhythm. So maybe like get your rhythm with your head down, and then when you find it, you put your head up. I don't know, but uh, I like I like what Scherzer's doing. I mean, he's he's a competitive guy. He's trying to find ways to win. Um, I respect it, and he's kind of playing around with it in spring, which is kind of cool. Hey Spencer, AJ Brzezinski. Did so Miggy Miggy's kind of handed over first base to you, right? What? What was that like? I mean, this guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer, won the Triple Crown. He kind of handed you the glove and was like, hey, you're the first baseman every day. Was that a special moment for you? Oh, that, was, that was special. I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. Um, yeah, he's uh, one of my favorite players ever. Um, to be his teammate is it's incredible. Um, and to have him do that, you know, in my, my call-up meeting was, was so cool. And I'll be telling that story forever. Um, but yeah, he's so special to be around. Just watching his BP today, he's just he's still got it. Um, he's special. Um, first ballot Hall of Famer, you said it. But for him to, you know, hand me the glove and say, "Hey, it's it's your first base now," was was incredible. Spencer Aircrats, I actually played against you. I played for uh, Team USA when we came in to play you guys yeah. at at State. There, I remember that. You were you were. Uh, you were quite impressive. Very few times do I sit there and I heard, I was like, yeah, this guy, you know, first baseman's going to be 1-1. And I was kind of like the old curmudgeon, like, eh, let's see. And after the game, you put together an absolute stud game. Two rockets off the right center field wall and slider. So I've been watching you for a while. Keep going. But my real yeah. question, you said it. You said it. Miggy is a guy you watched for a while. Who was your favorite player growing up? especially since you were a Giants fan, which has a second second part, second part of a question. Who did you really want to draft you after you tell us who your favorite player was? <laughs> um, my favorite player growing up uh, has to be Bonds. Um, just to see what he did in the box firsthand was – it's, it's, that's as special as it gets. Um, I think behind him would be um, Trout and Miggy. Um, just because they're right-handed hitters and they're also great. Uh, but Bonds growing up really only got one, two pitches to hit a series, and he did damage on those two pitches. So unless you've played the game, I don't think you realize how special his numbers are. Um, but I'd say him. And then uh, I'd say I wanted the Tigers to draft me. Um, I really did. <laughs> Kiss ass. Kiss ass. Come on. Well, he wanted it because he wanted that money. Well, they had the first pick. They wanted pick. to be 1-1. They wanted to be the first one. pick. You know, yeah. I went to draft out of high school, and, like, I told my roommate freshman year at college, I was, as soon as I didn't get drafted, we we go to summer school at ASU, and I was like, you know what? All these teams passed on me. I'm going to be the number one pick. And then and then I, I really I worked really hard, and 
and made it happen. So I was, I was happy about it. What was it, what was it like going to ASU? I haven't been in spring training in Arizona. I mean, Tempe is not a boring place, especially <laughs> at night. So like, was there a, there was a little bit of uh, do I concentrate on baseball or do I concentrate on, you know, hitting the, the Scottsdale Tempe scene? He, clear, he yeah, did pretty well uh, out there. To be honest, yeah. To be honest, they, they cracked down on, on fake IDs pretty hard there. So uh, I was, you know, under 21 all through college. So the uh, the bar scene was very, very limited for me. Um, but Dude, it's we Tempe. Did, we did like, have our fun. We did have our fun. I promise you that. But we worked really hard as a team. Uh, I, I loved my teammates there. Dude, it was Tempe. Come on. I, they were cracking down that hard. I swear. I swear. The <laughs> it new, was Tempe. Tempe and Scottsdale. got it dialed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey, one, one more question about the, the San Francisco fandom. So isn't your brother named after Matt Williams? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the guy who stopped playing baseball after Little League uh, is named after Matt Williams, my mom's favorite player. The guy who stopped playing baseball stopped, after yeah. Little League. <laughs> well, did you bring up Little League because of your Little League Little League prowess, like your record? Yeah, yeah I, had I, mean, to, I had to throw that in there. You had to who were you that named in, so after, so by the way? <laughs> uh, I'm not named after anyone, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, no, I hit homers uh, in Little League. I think my favorite story in Little League is they're intentionally walking me. And I got to 3-0, and my uncle's the first base coach. He's like, hit lefty. So I was like, all right, I'll hit lefty. I've never hit lefty before. And I just – I went double off the wall, first swing. It was uh, – that was sick. Dude, Those was bats, like too. Those bats, too, are unfair. That was like Rendon when he came up left-handed and hit a home run, right? This When they were getting, they were blowing somebody out, Anthony Rendon last year, he hit left-handed, hit a home run. Yep. Javi so, sometimes takes hacks in the cage lefty, and it's special. Yeah? Javi Baez does? Oh, yeah. His lefty swing is legit. Wow. Huh. All right. So who who is who's who's better? This is gonna put you on the spot. Riley Green or you just as an athlete, pure athlete. Is it you or Riley Green? You no, know, Riley is one of the most special players I've I've uh been fortunate to play with. Um he could uh he could track a ball down the outfield with the best of them. He could also hit a ball four hundred and fifty feet feet oppo. Um but if we're talking all-around athlete, I have to take him on that. Um, I think nice. he has me. He has me in like the you know the speed. But I played I played multiple sports growing up. He seemed like he was a little baseball dominant. Um, I think I can get him. What were you playing? I played uh, basketball up until my freshman year, um, but I played football four years of high school and baseball. Were you all state California football? Tight end? No, running back. Running back outside linebacker. Running wow. back. You're tall. How tall are you, Spencer? Six one. I was probably six foot in high school, five five eleven. So you're like five eleven, one ninety five, like H back. Yeah, one ninety. Yeah. Did you get, did you guys run like a spread or did you run like a wing T? What was your? A little bit of both. Um, mo- we when we when our quarterback, you know, threw the ball, we'd go out and spread or whatever, and then. Uh, we had a pretty good, you know, power run game. Nice. You were eye formation. You were the, the yeah. trail back, put a full back. You fall him through the hole. Oh, I yeah. like it. Another humble brag. I'm the running back. We had a pretty good running game. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I see what you're too. doing. I see what you're doing. I, I appreciate that. Let's, 
Let, let's let's get it. Let's get to a hard hitting question. Okay, what's the whole Guy Fieri connection? And can um, we get hooked up? Because me and AJ, as you can, you might not be able to tell, we're fat and we like to eat. Yeah. Uh, so Guy, gosh, he's he's one of the all time human beings I've I've been around. Um, such a good person. What he does for the community. He's from Northern California, so he he gives back a lot. Um, but my mom's his uh, his CFO, so um, we'll sometimes go over to his, his ranch. Um, he'll cook up some food, and it's uh, it's impressive. It's very so, good. So, so Spencer Kratz does not know this, but I actually texted Guy Fieri today when I saw you were coming on the show, and he said, Spenny, Spenny? Is that what he calls you? Yeah, Spenny? yeah that's what my mom calls me. Everyone Spenny. back home calls me Spenny, yeah. Yeah, he said Spenny's special, and you got to get him to tell you about when he did Tim McGraw, did something with Tim McGraw, a guy's charity event. And Kratz, yeah. I've been on uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives, just so you know. So <laughs> he, Sorry, you can't hang say. On, for... Hang on, Spencer. This is a show about you right now. It's not about AJ. I just want to make sure. But you know, put, the, put the name drop in another bin. I mean, it's it's going to be a good charity. Spencer, go ahead. Um. Yeah, so uh, Guy called me one day he's like hey you want to play in this celebrity softball game it's like all the proceeds uh went to his charity and and the tug mcgraw foundation um and it was team guy versus team mcgraw and i was on team guy we ended up winning the game and then at the end we did uh like a little home run derby and it was slow pitch softball so the juice bats the big balls and then um I, I got up in the home run derby. They, they picked me. And then uh, I think I think Tim, like, stopped everything, got on the mic and said, like, if I hit this ball over. So they had a – it was at a real field, so it was, like, probably 380 to center. It was, like, high school field, 360 to left center. And they had a, you know, a makeshift fence for the game. But Tim said, you know, if I hit it over the real fence, he'll donate, like, I think he said 10 grand to Guy's Foundation. And then, uh, yeah, first swing, hit it probably 400 feet, the furthest ball I've ever hit. <laughs> so you got wow. that 10 grand. Yeah. yeah. Dude, 10 grand too. Tim McGraw's so rich, he could have given 100 grand and been like. <laughs> they were tossed around money, though. They, 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 they donated a lot to the foundations. Hey Spencer, so if you hosted uh, what's a how do you say diners, drive-ins, diners, drive-ins, and dives, and dives yeah. in Lakeland, Florida? Oh boy, where would you go? <laughs> Cracker Barrel, Hooters, and uh, <laughs> Chipotle. Uh, gosh, I I'd go to Scarpa's. Uh, Scarpa's is a really uh, great Italian joint. Um, and then and then the show's over. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I think. I'd, I'd, I'd go to Longhorn, Longhorn Steakhouse. I'd, I'd have them sample the Tunyon, Texas Tunyon, and the Parmesan crusted chicken. That's that's the go-to order. Okay. So if someone wants to open up a restaurant in Lakeland, Florida, you might dominate in the month of March. Yeah, because I was going to ask you. I mean, I live, in, I grew up in Orlando, and Lakeland is kind of like in the sticks. I mean, it's gotten bigger. So, like, what do you do at night in Lakeland? There's not much to do. In Lakeland, um, like you just hang yeah, out at your apartment just, and play some games. I mean, what what is there to do in Lakeland, Florida? Yeah, we're in a house on the south side. It's me, Parker Meadows, and and Greeny himself. Um, we have this putting mat 
Uh, so we'll do some punting competitions. We'll play some cards. But, you know, you know, spring training, the days are long. It's hot out here. I mean, we're probably in bed by 8.30, 8.45. So Riley Green, he should be bringing you to Orlando. I mean, he's from Orlando. He went to Haggerty and Oviedo. Yeah. He should be yeah. he should be bringing you guys to Orlando. Yeah, but how far is it? 40, 40 minutes? Oh, it's 40 minutes? 45 minutes? Yeah, probably like, yeah, probably like an hour to Greeny's hometown. Um, yeah, he's all bark, no bite. He's like, I want to take you guys fishing. I haven't gone fishing with him yet. That's it. He won't take you like somewhere in Oviedo, like Sushi Pop or. How about AJ's boat? Yeah, you come he over to my house and fish. I'm like on your sushi. side of town. Trying oh, to get wow. Greeny on sushi. He's not a sushi guy. I love sushi. Oh, you come. You can come fishing at my house anytime, Spencer. I'm on the Disney side, so it's mm-hmm. it's like 30 minutes closer from Riley, from where yeah, Riley grew up. Hey, Spencer, are you a video game guy? So when you do have the few hours, are you watching shows? I mean, especially, I mean, you're, how old are you? 23? 23. So, I mean, I know I'm in the big league clubhouse, I'm going in, everyone's on their phones. And then a lot of the times I'm like, what are you guys doing on the road afterward? And I'm going to bunch, you know, your, your Gen Z, bunch a lot of you together playing video games. Are you in that crew? I mean, there are some epic video game rooms going on with certain teammates, but are you in that? Are you guys playing? Uh, in season, I'm not. A, I don't. I don't even bring my console. Actually, I I like to uh, hang out with the guys, play cards, go to a nice dinner. Um, but there are, you know, there are some video game guys. I can't. I can't keep up. I'm not good enough. But in the off season, I'll. There's a lot more downtime. I'll. I'll hop on the sticks. What's your favorite game? Probably Rocket League. It's like soccer. Okay. I got What's your one favorite stadium to play. Favorite stadium, um, I, th- I have to say, or in Rocket League? Yeah, in Rocket League. I don't care about that MLB. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're, all, they're all the same. I don't know. All right. Well, I like I, it. Have you got to try in, this Rocket League? You got to try the Rocket League. Have it's you tough. mixed in any suntan lotion or like a sleeveless shirt? Because I'm creeping up. I'm looking like it's it's looking a little. It's bad. I mean, that is. Oh, baby. We got to get. Wow. Some, yeah. A yeah, it is about you. Yeah, yeah, we have we have to send him the the uh, attire from Dunedin. The Blue Jays all wear the cutoffs. We had Whit Merrifield show, with the gun show the other day. Yeah, no nobody's rocking the cutoffs in Lakeland. Well, first yeah, day, lots of people, hey, lots of people rock the cutoffs in Lakeland. They just don't play for the Tigers, all right? <laughs> yeah, that is true. But first day, I went into lift. I come back to the kitchen to eat, and uh, someone was sitting down with Lorenzen. And they're like, hey, you can't wear a cutoff until your bicep's bigger than Lorenzen. So I just threw away the cutoff. <laughs> There's That's not a not chance. Happening. There's not a chance it'll be it'll get bigger. But no. I mean, you gotta go to AJ about that. AJ AJ will sneaky rock an old man's cutoff. <laughs> oh hell yeah. When I was playing, I wore the sleeveless shirt all the time. Not anymore. I meant I meant Hinch. It's not all about you. Uh, I meant his well, manager. You gotta be AJ clarified. Hinch. Why would he go to you? I don't know. I yeah, we'll have to mix that in in early work. I uh, I definitely need some help on the tans. Spence, Spence. Speaking of, let's let's uh, let's ask a real baseball question because obviously I'm White Sox. I played for the White Sox, played for the Twins. But tell me about the Tigers. Like, what's their? Tell me why I should be optimistic on the Tigers, and if I'm since I'm a White Sox fan, why I should be worried about the Detroit Tigers this year. Yeah, at first I'd say, our, I mean, our clubhouse from the first day just really clicked. And every every single team I've been on, whether it's college or, or travel ball, the, when our, you know, when the teammates were, you know, clicking and having a good time off the field, 
those are the best best teams I've ever been on. And it kind of has that vibe right now in the in the clubhouse. Um, but other than that, I'd say we got a lot of really good players. Um, pretty young for the most part, but I feel like we're really heavy with arms. And then, uh, I mean, our bats, when we get going, it's, it's going to be a tough lineup to face. Last one for me, Spencer. Give me your last conversation with Miggy, just because, you know, it's counting the amount of days you have left with him as a teammate and being able to soak up the knowledge of what he can bring to the table, the stories he's got. Are people gathering around him, making sure they get Miggy story time and all of that? You got people, you know, you always have some of those teammates that are trailing a guy too, like Pujols for years. There'd be guys just trailing him being like, I just want to do everything you do from, from step to step, day to day. Yeah, uh, I'd say my last conversation came about 30 minutes ago. Uh, it wasn't much of a conversation. He hit an oppo homer in BP, just looks at me and gives me like the, the biceps. Uh, I don't know if that's a conversation, but that's just the type of type of guy he is. Uh, but I'm always trying to pick his brain. He's just so simple. It's sometimes hard to comprehend. But uh, that's something that, you know, I try to be too with this game. It's got to be keep it simple and keep it light. And he's, he does the, the best job at uh, doing just that. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely got it. I need a, I need a Miggy bat, and I need those uh, batting gloves with the Triple Crown MVP on them. Got to collect some swag. Some those memorabilia. Are sick. Those he's, are sick batting he's got to work on – I mean, AJ's got a whole man cave here, so you'll have one at some point, and you'll have a lot of Miggy uh, memorabilia in there. Spencer, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Really enjoyed this. Thanks for hanging out with us, all right? And we'll uh, hopefully have you back soon, okay? Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Spencer Torkelson, former number one overall pick, future star on the Spenny. Detroit Tigers. Thanks, Spenny. 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 I love it. The Guy Fieri connection, too. So, it's, uh, it's good. Tigers, you know, everyone keeps saying they're bullish on the Tigers. It's just. Who's everyone? Well, you know, for the last couple of years, the Tigers are getting better. Oh. The Tigers are getting better. They're but this year? Ass. No, I don't think anyone's talking about them I, this I, year. I, they just, I don't know. It's always like, gosh. I don't know. They brought in Hinch. They brought in Baez. They brought in, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez. They brought in all these guys to, to kind of solidify it. And now it's like it didn't work. And now, you know, the Torkelson you've heard about since he was 1-1. Riley Green supposed to be a stud. It's just like, okay, it's time now, right? It's time for them. And he kind of talked about it. But it's time for them to kind of start making the ascension. I think they – I mean, I they've got, you know, prospects like Spencer and like Riley Green, who I really like. Yeah. Um, pitching though the, is the thing. The Manning, pitching, yeah, Manning, Matt Manning, legit. Casey Mize, legit. Yeah, but Mize can't stay injuries. healthy. Yeah. Mize can't stay healthy. Pitching's Manning's had injuries. Kind of Rod- Rodriguez didn't pitch for a good chunk yeah. of the year. Had stuff going on off the field. My thing is, if you're Detroit, I miss the Mike Illich days, the late great, yeah. who would who would throw down some years. He's the, he was the Padres owner before the Padres. Exactly. He's exactly. like, I want to win a World Series. I'm bringing in everybody. Yes. Prince Fielder, Miggy, Dontrell, Torrey Hunter, everybody he could bring in, he was bringing them. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do they that could, the same though. way. Detroit's I know they market. could, that, but this is my point, is that if they did do that, they would be a much better ball club. Like, yeah, you spent on Javi Baez, you spent on Eduardo Rodriguez. They're not dropping cash left and right. But the when, Padres are making them look stupid. What, 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 they like did the, that in the past. And, they, I remember, and guess what they got? They got to the NL, NL, ALCS, oh. and they lost to the Red Sox. They lost a couple times. I mean, so they had, never At one time, they on had players? Verlander, Porcello, Scherzer, Annabelle Sanchez in their rotation. I was, at, I was at that famous series against the Baltimore Orioles 
I'm sure Adam Jones is going to bring it up next time he's on. And actually, I'll bring it right up to Russ Dorsey, who bring, who joins us right now. Valley Sports, National MLB Insider, one of my boys joining us on FT Live. Russ, what's going on? I didn't think we were going to start this way. First off, always looking smooth as hell. It's one of the best dressers <laughs> in the biz. And, and looking like he's in like the penthouse American Psycho apartment yeah. or something like that. What's up, man? Scotty, what's going on? AJ Kratzy. I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Good, good. I mean, you're a Midwest guy, so before we get to Chicago and some other national topics, we just had Spencer Torkelson on. Yeah. Your thoughts on the Detroit Tigers? I was telling these guys, I mean, they're not being talked about at all. They were terrible last year. This was supposed to be the time when they were good. And my point was, in terms of spending, like, they, they got Javi Baez, they gotten Eduardo Rodriguez, they've made a few other smaller signings. They haven't thrown down like they used to, and that's going to hurt them because they've done okay in terms of prospecting, in terms of drafting and developing. So unless you're just developing all studs, like say the Cleveland Guardians have done a really, they've done a much better job, right? In their trades, in their signings. Detroit, you have to make up for that if you didn't do that well by signing guys. And it's not like they're going out and spending like the Padres. Yeah, I think the biggest thing when I look at the Tigers, First and foremost, uh, you, you want that guy that you just had on, Spencer Torkelson, who was awesome uh, with you guys. Like, you need him to be the 1-1 one, one pick that you thought he was going to be. And I, he's one of the guys I wrote about a couple of weeks ago as being a, a bounce-back guy, right? Like, he's a guy that has always been able to hit. He's never been a, a pull-only guy. He can hit to all fields. So I would expect that they're going to give him every opportunity to figure it out at the big league level. But one of the reasons I don't think it's worked out for the Tigers recently is because they put so much stock in their farm system into their pitching, and rightfully so, like with guys like Casey Mize and Alex Fado and Spencer Turnbull. And then when all of those guys gets hurt, get hurt and you make your big free agent acquisition of Eduardo Rodriguez, it's going to put you at a deficit when it comes to starting pitching. And so once you get some of those guys healthy, I think they would be in a much better place than we saw them last year. But, yeah, I understand why – a, a Tigers fan, we're looking and say, man, we used to have Prince and Miggy and Tori and Victor Martinez was here and we had Verlander and Scherzer at one point, And now we don't have that. I can understand that frustration. It's got to be frustrating, right? If you're a Tigers fan, because again, Mike Illich used to just open up the checkbook and be like, I'll sign everybody. We want to come to Detroit. Here's $50 million. Come to Detroit. And guys did it. And it was great. Like going in there and playing those guys, you were like, Detroit was rocking. That's what I'm saying. America is, was rocking. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Kratzy, I mean, sure, they they haven't developed like they thought they have as quickly, but they're not throwing down on players. I, I guarantee if they just did what the Padres did this past offseason, I'm just using them as an example because it's easy right now, we'd be talking a lot more about the Tigers, Kratzy, no? Absolutely. But I think if I think if you would really push A.J. Hinch, I think he's not necessarily the decision maker, but I think when he came here – to Detroit, probably the thought was, hey, you know, we could do kind of what we did with the Astros. And just like Russ said, like, you need you need a Spencer Torkelson to be the 1-1. You need him to be the, you know, is, is he the Carlos Correa or is he the Jose Altuve of the of their their you know their rebuild? And and I think it's something that until somebody steps up like that. Why go out and spend? Who who are the Tigers going to go get? They already. I felt like Baez was a piece, especially with the other shortstops that were coming in the in the next few years. I felt like he was a piece 
to put in there. I felt like Rodriguez, Eddie was a perfect piece to kind of solidify, give you 25, 30 starts, but they need some of their guys in the system to step up. And like Russ said, just a lot of, a lot of injuries, but it's also like, let's pump the brakes. It's the Midwest. Like I get it. It's a big market, but it's not, you know, it's not East coast love that kind of style. Yeah. I mean, Russ, you tell me what's going on out there in the Midwest right now. Like who's dominating the headlines in, in, in the central either side in baseball. I, all right, let's start with the – we're talking about the AL Central right now. We're stick over there. To me, I think the team to beat is still the Cleveland Guardians. And they were a team last year that nobody expected to do anything. They were a team that, okay, they have young kids. They're going to be re- rebuilding. Yeah, they have Shane Bieber, who's been a Cy Young winner. But at the same time, they're bringing all these young kids to the big league level. And they beat everybody, right? They just – every time every, you look up June, July, August, they're like, all right, the Cleveland Guardians are going to come back to earth. And they never did. And beat teams like the Chicago White Sox, who disappointed, and beat teams like the Minnesota Twins, who you know were were hurt and you know kind of fell off towards the end of the season. And you go into this year where those kids are a year older now. You have a superstar talent in Jose Ramirez, who has long been one of the most underrated players in the game, and they're always going to have starting pitching. Like this is, this is the one thing you can count on with the Cleveland Guardians: it's starting pitching. Now, I think the team that will have something to say about that this year, to me is the Minnesota Twins, what they've been able to do with their starting pitching. Uh, they were fortunate and got back into the Carlos Correa business in the end of the offseason. And then if you can keep Byron Buxton healthy, that guy is the most dynamic player in all of baseball. So wait, whoa, whoa you missed a team. AJ, did I? Did I miss a you, team? You, you missed, you missed the team. Oh, there's, there's a bobble somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He, tro- he was trolling you, AJ. Yeah, you missed it. it. Dude, wait, didn't you, wait, aren't you in Chicago? Didn't you forget a team? This is uh, beautiful Lake Michigan right there, AJ, yes. I can't see it, it's too foggy behind you. (laughs) You know, it's one of those days, it's one of those days. Uh, Wait, you forgot a team, what about, I mean, there's a team in Chicago that's in the AL Central that was supposed to win, right? The key key words there, AJ, was supposed to. Uh, Well, they, you know, they signed Ben Attendee, you know, they signed uh, Ben Attendee, and they signed uh, Ben Attendee. Pedro um, Gafal, Pedro Gafal, yeah, promised yeah. land. But, I mean, what, no White Sox love here? All right, here's my thing, AJ, and shout out to my dad because I know he's watching, big White Sox fan. Um, I, that's my thing, AJ. Like, they were supposed to be on this ascension, right? They were the team in the end of 2021 when they went to the postseason, they won the AL Central, and people are like, okay, look out for the Chicago White Sox. And then they go to Houston – and they get their butts kicked. And it's like, okay, like that's a real team. And as of, over the last, next couple of years, you saw why the Astros were looked at as that. They come into 2022, all the stories and headlines about Tony Russa, those things were there. But at the end of the day, those guys who they thought were going to be so good in your Yoan Mancadas and Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert, those guys had to come out and produce and perform, and they didn't do that. And when I look at the White Sox this year, who's going to be the leader in that clubhouse? Because they let their leader, Jose Abreu, who has been a great citizen for the sport, the city of Chicago and the White Sox, go down to Houston. And so who's going to be the guy that steps up in that room, right? Tony La Russa is no longer the manager. Pedro Grifol is in there. So that scapegoat is no longer there for them. Those guys have to go out there and produce because 
you look at it now, this might be their last real opportunity because Lucas Giolito, free agent after this season. You got T.A., a free agent after next season. And then Aloy and Moncada, the free, free, our free agents the year after that. So this might be their last real shot as a group to get this thing done. All right, so then, hold on. Okay, go ahead, I got go one ahead, quick follow-up. Finish, finish up. Russell, so you yes, grew sir. up in Chicago, right? You just said your, your dad was a White Sox fan. You had to cover yes. the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So wait, were you a White Sox fan or a Cubs fan growing up? Right, it's going to depend where the interview goes from here. I'm Your gonna answer give you the P- is going to determine. I'm going to give you the PC answer that I give no, everybody. I want the real answer. Real I, I'll answer. give you that, but I got I have to lead with the PC answer. As a reporter, I am unbiased. Lie. My dad grew up. <laughs> As a reporter, I'm unbiased too. No, not. I, my, I, my dad grew up in on the west side of Chicago, fan of the Go-Go Sox, Louis Aparicio, Nelly Fox, all those guys. As a kid... I was a fan of the Chicago White Sox. And in 2005, I was in the fifth grade when you guys won it all, AJ. Are you okay. happy? I'm, that makes me much happier. <laughs> but I'm sorry you had to cover the Cubs for a while. So I apologize to you and your family. But the checks now don't the, write themselves, AJ. That's true. Now, the follow-up <laughs> is, was it Canerco? Who was your favorite player? My favorite player was actually, and still is to this day, Jose Valentin. That okay. got me into Dude. White Sox baseball. Best mustache then, ever. The whammer. Yes. The best mustache ever. The whammer. And then Canerco was the guy that you always, like, in Little League games, I would always try to emulate. I my, This is one of my mom's favorite stories. So one of my uh, Little League tournaments, I saw Pauly do the double bat tap on the plate and put his hand up to call time. And I just started doing that. And then every kid on my team saw that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to start doing it. And she, like, loved that. So, yeah, Canerco is a guy that so underrated. And I think he gets more love now that he's, you know, been away from the game for a little while. But just that dude, if you look at Baseball Reference, if you're out there and you don't know about Paul Canerco, go to Baseball Reference and look him up. Stud. Who was more underrated, though, Paul Canerco or Jermaine Dye on that team? Jermaine was... Jermaine was great. And I, I think the coolest game, one of the coolest games I've ever watched were, was the game that JD and Paulie hit 400 in Detroit. I think that was uh, something you'll never see again. Uh, both very underrated. I agree. Like, you brought Jermaine in there with that team, with AJ, with Scotty Pods and Tadahito, and that lineup, one through nine, Joe Creedy, Rowan, nasty. Hey, by the way, you know why they hit those back-to-back homers, right? Because that guy on deck was their protection. 300 in Detroit. It was in Detroit. Bring it, bring it, it back was. to Detroit. Back-to-back. And the guy on deck, you know, as I told him, I go, you guys would have never hit that if you didn't have the protection hitting behind you. Protection? What were they afraid? You were going to hit a single to left? Yep. Believe it. Man. They would have walked them both. It would take me two hits to get them in. Russ, let's go back to what you were saying about the AL Central. Do you yeah. feel like? Do you feel like you're just, you know – whoever wins the AL central is just the smartest kid in dumb school. Like, <laughs> like, are we like, like, do you, like, honestly, cause you cover national, you cover yeah. national yeah. and you can probably name the last American league central team to win a world series. Yeah. And like, are, are we, are we wasting our time? Cause we're, we're a show that's not about wasting our time. And I'm sure as a writer, you don't want to waste your time. Are you wasting your time or are you just giving those fans their due? No, I, I really, I, I know a lot of people look at Cleveland, small market, 
They're not a team that spins big and they kind of laugh them off. But that's a team that gave a lot of people problems last year. And I look at what the Minnesota Twins did to bolster their rotation. And you add a guy like a Pablo Lopez, who a lot of teams are going after. And you add him into your rotation with a guy like a Joe Ryan. And now you're a, a, a formidable team. And I look at that lineup and I say, okay, Correa's back. You trade Arise, who great player, to get Lopez, right? You, uh, you got to give something up to get something. You add in a guy in Joey Gallo now who plays with out of shift for the first time in his career. What is what does his season look like? Because this is a guy that's hit below 200 at points throughout his career. Well, if there's 30, 40 more hits out there, guy hitting some singles now, and he's, he's hitting 250, that's a different player than the Joey Gallo that we've seen the last four or five years. You have Correa. Buxton being healthy is so important, right? Because if you look at the numbers when he's in the lineup versus when he's out, when he's in the lineup, it's really hard to beat the Minnesota Twins. When he's not, they are a very average team. And that's something, talking to Rocco Baldelli last year, like they really need him in the lineup. But it's one of those things where they now have to, how do you protect him, right? Do you DH him a couple of days? Because when he's healthy, he can go out there and get it with the best of them. But you don't want him going out there running into walls anymore, throwing his body around trying to make plays because he's so valuable offensively as well as defensively. So, Russell, we've, I think we've beaten the AL Central to death here. So let's, uh, let's talk about the other team in Chicago. Can the yeah. Cubs, bringing in the guys they brought in, Bellinger, Swanson, some of the other names, can they compete with, say, the Cardinals and the Brewers in the NL Central? I think they will compete compete for a world series i think it's a year early because what i what i think about the cubs is when after they traded baez and bryant and rizzo they bottomed out right where there was a lot of guys at the end of that 2021 season who were who started the year in double and triple a you go into 22 you're really trying to find out what you have on your big league roster some of those kids get to the big league level and then this offseason, you go out and you add your core pieces. So you want Dansby Swanson to be the leader in your room for the next seven years to go along with the Nico Horner. You find out that Ian Happ is a, a really, really solid player, goes out, wins a gold glove, turns himself into an all-star. You bring in Seiya Suzuki last offseason. Now you have him in that lineup. And then you go out and you get a Trey Mancini. You get a Hosmer and you increase the veterans that you have in the room. And take a gamble on a guy like a Cody Bellinger, who's a couple seasons removed from an MVP. Now you might have something. Are they going to go out there and win 85 or 90 games? I don't think so. But at the same time, you have to you have to be good before you can be great. I tell that, tell that to people all the time when thinking about baseball, like with the Orioles. They had to be good before they can be great. Do we have a lot of expectations for Adley Rushman? Yeah. And Gunnar Henderson and what Cedric Mullins could do and Anthony Santander. But you got to be good first and prove to yourself and other teams around the league that, okay, we're not a team that should be messed with anymore. And so I think for the Cubs, the Cardinals are the class of that division. Like you look at their lineup, you look at their rotation, what they got in the bullpen. That is the team to beat in the national league central. It's going to be really hard to beat them. And they just added Wilson Contreras who played on the North side of Chicago too. So are you, are you saying you said, okay, not this year, but next year, were you priming us to tell us who the Cubs are going to 
who they're going to sign in the offseason this coming if I, season? If I – because, you know, you, I think a, the biggest complaint from Cubs fans just being here in town, I used to cover that beat, was that why aren't the Cubs spending money? And it was a fair argument because you guys were talking about the Tigers and, oh, they used to spend a lot of money. But if you think about Detroit, it's not the biggest of markets. Chicago is. Like, Chicago's a top three market in this country – and so it's understandable for Cubs fans to say, why aren't we spending money to go out and get premier talent? So this year, after a couple of off seasons of not doing it, you go get Jamison Tyone, you go get Dansby Swanson, you go get Seiya Suzuki last offseason, and who knows who they could go out and get this offseason. And so I think, are they a, they're probably a, that 80 win window right now between 77 and 80. And then who's to say if they don't go out and you acquire something next offseason that you can't put yourself in that conversation to make it to the postseason? Are they getting Shohei? That's the question. I didn't say it straight out. Are they getting Shohei? Are they going to keep going? I mean, they got Dansby Swanson. Yeah. He was probably the number four on the four best pitchers. I mean, uh, shortstops. And then they got Tyon. Great, mm-hmm. great pickup. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't the best available out there. So are they going to go after Shohei, or are they going to, you know, are they going to sign Lucas Giolito next year? I would, I would be surprised, Kratzy, if they didn't at least make a push for Shohei Otani, like in a major market like Chicago, where you can be the number one on, you know, the north side and, and have other guys in that rotation where they don't have to look at look at themselves and say, dude, do I have to be a number one? And then he could hit third in that lineup with the pieces that they've already added, that would be a fantastic fit. But there's also 29 other teams that should be in on Shohei Otani. And there will, as we saw this offseason, there are going to be teams that pony up and say, hey, here is all the money in the world, Shohei. You can have it. Dude, you guys are dreaming. Yeah, dreaming hey, do, hard. Do you know who owns, wait, do you guys know who owns the Cubs? Yes. Russell, you know who I, owns I do. The Cubs. I do. The Ricketts. The Ricketts family. Right. They don't spend. They haven't spent. They haven't spent like a. They've so they, then they, they got extra. They do, <laughs> but they don't spend it. And I think Russell will agree with me. Like that's the Cubs' main. If you talk to a Cubs fan the last few years, right? They won in sixteen. They got rid of Baez. They got rid of Rizzo. They did the whole thing with Chris Bryant, right? Well, guess what? They were like, okay, we'll just turn it around quickly because we're the Cubs, mighty Cubs. You go to a Cubs game, they're last place. There's thirty five thousand people there. They're selling the hotel. They got the. The grass, fake grass thing out there filled up. That's the biggest complaint. They don't spend the money. Yeah, Dansby Swanson is a nice player. Cody Bellinger, if he bounces back. Eric Hosmer, there's a reason, though. The, I love Eric Tyone. Hosmer. They didn't do nothing. But, I get what you're saying. But they didn't get, like, they the guy. Yeah. but They, they could have got Trey Turner. They went for Dansby Swanson. Trey Turner wasn't going there. He was going okay. East Coast. I'm just saying. A big I, I know. I get it. Stuff, I'm not trying right? to, I'm not trying Russell, to stick up for them. I think you agree with me, right? Like, the Ricketts have been classically known as a team that doesn't go for the other than when they got like Lester Lackey. But since then they've kind of taken a step back and said, well, we're making all this money. We're living off 2016. And it kind of a little bit, kind of like the white Sox has done for a while. Like it's been almost 20 years now. Like it's time for them to do it. They they've definitely taken a step back from spending. And I understand why you would say they're not out there going and getting any of the big boys. Right. But I would have been curious to see, if they would have been in on Rafael Devers had he reached free agency and the Red Sox didn't re-up him, right? Like, I'm – at some point, you have to go after the big fish, right? You can get complimentary pieces. I understand what you're saying, 
right? So you get a guy in Swanson who's like, okay, that's a leader that we can count on for the next decade. But who is going to be the guy that we say, pencil him in, number three in the lineup, 300, 30, and 100, right? Who's the guy we put at the top of our rotation and say, that guy's going to go to the post every fifth day, 30 starts, sub three, 200 Ks. And I think until that guy appears on the market when they are ascending, I don't know if you're going to see that. But this is the perfect opportunity for them to at least try. You know, know, they can try all they want. They ain't getting them. I'm sorry. I I mean, I don't think they will. It just won't pony up the money. There's other – okay. I mean, we're not going to spend a year just talking about Otani as a free agent for every team. Yes, we are because – He's going to New York or or California. That's what everyone's talking about, though. He's the main free agent this year. I understand that. And the Dodgers, there's a big rumor, as I'm sure Russell could tell us, that the Dodgers didn't make any moves this year because they're waiting to have all their money ready sure. for Shohei. And they will LA. definitely outbid the Cubs. They 100% definitely. They will. That's but, my point is this is a waste. Why are we talking about Shohei Otani and the Cubs? I don't, it's not I, happening. I, I, I shot it down. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All that right, was Eric more, Kratz's well, question. I don't know. True. One more important one for you, Russ. Okay. Um, and, and you can follow Russ uh, at Russ underscore Dorsey one on Twitter. Um, Chris Rock special. Did you watch it the other day? Give us your review. Should we watch it? This and so there's two. Give us the review, and who had the better slap? And explanation. Tommy Fam or Rock on Will Smith? Because <laughs> Fam blew up again the other day and went viral on this show. All right. So I'll start with the end. Better slap, Fam. Hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent fam. Agreed. And better explanation. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Chris Rock special. It's been a year since the slap. Will slapped him publicly. So as a public figure, as a comedian, you, I got to get some get back publicly. Right. I'm I, I'm allowed. I have that right. Special for the bar that we set for Chris Rock. Subpar. Right. If I told you. You could go see Creed 3 tonight like I wanted to or watch Chris Rock. Go see Creed 3. Right? Like, it wasn't – everybody was waiting for the Will Smith part. It didn't come until the end. Oops, spoiler alert if you hadn't watched it. It was – eh. It was not that good. No, that's good to know. Good to know. Because I didn't know if I needed to jump on it or if it's like – you know, maybe just for historical purposes at some point I grab it. So Okay, Russ. Before but, we let you go, I got yeah. this is my last question for you. Who wins more games this year, Cubs or White Sox? Ooh. And you know it's important. You know it's important in the city of Chicago. Who's a better it is. team? It is. Um damn, AJ, you're gonna do this to me. Who wins more games? The White Sox are supposed to. I'm pulling up futures bets too as as we do this just to see where Vegas is at. Um, you better say the black a little and bit white of assistance. Team. So I'm gonna ask here, you this. I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna throw it back on you, AJ. Okay. Is this is everybody healthy? Well, I, I, if I could predict that, then I would. Man, I'd make a lot of money betting baseball. I mean, if I had to guess, because Eloy, Moncada, Robert, they have not stayed healthy ever. Right. So I would. Right. I'm gonna say they're gonna do what they normally do, which is 100 games. If those guys play. 115 games apiece, it's the Cubs because so much of what the White Sox do is based off of those guys being great, right? Like, if you look at what they did to build that roster, they didn't go out and get marquee free agents because they was like, no, these are our marquee guys. 
Aloy is going to hit 40 home runs, but he has to stay healthy to hit 40 home runs. Mankata is going to be Robinson Cano 2.0. We saw it in 2019 and maybe a little bit in 21, but we've never seen the consistency. I think Robert is a stud, but he has to stay healthy to do that and to show us that he can be that guy. I think Andrew Vaughn is going to be a really talented player in the big leagues for a long time. But guys have to – it can't be one guy stays healthy and have a monster year. They need that group as a whole to be healthy. T.A. and Mankata and Vaughn and Aloy and Robert. And from what we've seen at this point now, like all this projection – I got to go back on what's on the back of the baseball card. And on what's on the back of the baseball card is those guys are going to play 115 games. And so until I see it, I say from what the Cubs have done, they're probably going to be the better team. I'd be, I would be surprised if either made the postseason. But, yeah, AJ, that's the answer I have for you, buddy. Damn you. I, hate, I, I just I'll, lost I'll, all respect. No, I actually gained respect for you. No, I'll throw numbers out there <laughs> just for the crowd, too. Um, right now, Vegas is at 83.5 for the Sox. Um, and for the Cubs, they're at 76 and a half. Now, out of the park, we use their SIM software. We do a weekly segment on win totals. They had the Sox at 79 wins, Cubs at 77. I think some of that has to do with, and you're going to have still more crap at the bottom. Oh, that's actually close, I guess. Let's go White Pittsburgh Sox, and okay? Cincinnati. Russ, let's go White Sox. You better <laughs> just, you know, at least when you play the Cubs, beat the Cubs, for God's sakes, please. All right, this is, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do, AJ. This is what we're going to do. You 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 come you make your appearances in town. Yeah. And we'll be at the ballpark and then we'll see where they're at when you're in town. Okay, I'll be there for opening day for the White Sox so we can okay. we can just see where they're at after like 3 games. How's that? We'll go from there. <laughs> the worst worst for me. Amazing. Hey, Russ, this was awesome, man. Really appreciate having you on and of course, do your thing on Valley Sports. You can see him every day on the rally. Like I said, you can follow him on Twitter. He is very, very well dressed, and Russ repping the chain, the chain group. Yeah, we got to fix that. Uh, <laughs> repping the change, just like I do sometimes. These guys give me a hard time, so thank you. We teach these old guys how to dress with some accessories, please. Listen, these guys have been in clubhouses long enough. Sometimes you need a little look chain, not one, but two. A little cross action, a little Jesus piece. Got the hoop earring in on one side, other earring on the other. Got to let the tats come out like, come on, guys. Y'all know how it is. Fresh, fresh. I Gun show, too. I can't pull it off. Russ knows what's up. No. Hey, yeah, Russ, I, have I, a can't, great I can't come yeah. on here, Scott, without you no. showing off the arms and not me putting some out there. Hell yep. yeah. Yeah, no, and he's got the tats with it, too. So Russ, Russ, gets, Russ gets after it. In the Dude, gym. I can't wait. We got to hang out, pipes. Russ, when I come to Chicago because I want to sit down and talk ball with you. So let's do it. Let's do it, buddy. Russ, great to have you, man. Enjoy the rest of the day. We'll see you on the rally later. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Russ. What do I do with this thing? I don't know. Not leave it for now. We're, we're not going to talk about it. It's like, <laughs> fight, it's like fight Club. We're, rule number one, we're not talking about it. Yeah, but this is, this is the internet, so it happens. You know? uh, dude, he was great. Yeah, I told you. I can't believe I've never talked to him before. Russ All the is, games in Chicago I've been to. Russ is young. Russ is a star. He, he's, he's not too far out of, out of school. He's probably in his... 25. Is he 25? No, he's he might be he's 27 be or now. so, but he's, he's 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 in his 20s, I believe. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a star. Dude, he's Known great for a while. I, yeah, yeah. That Good. board, that day. board, that board fell down on your mask because it was so bored from talking about the National League and American League Central. When you got when you get a guy on that's based in Chicago, listen, you got to talk Central. Mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, I I loved his insight not only in the White Sox but also. 
into the Cubs, into the NL Central, what they did. So, I mean, it, it makes sense for people out there. And, Kratz, you know, when you're in Chicago, you have to understand that, like, it means a lot. Like, I know Subway Series, you see the train that that uh, Scotty's got up here, the Subway Series. But I'll put the Crosstown Classic up there against anybody for in one city the games mean more, especially to the White Sox. Now, because the White Sox have always been, like, the stepchild of the Cubs. They – you win those games and you can have a bad year, but if you beat the Cubs six out of six times you play them, fans are happy. Do they? Do they? Did White Sox fans feel like they had something over the Cubs fans until sixteen, or was it like, oh, oh better uh, believe we're still, it? No, like that was that was always the thing for for the NFC East for for football. It was like you know you see a picture of a homeless guy who's got a Giants cap, a Cowboys jacket, and a <laughs> and a Washington shirt on, and they're like, oh, where's the Eagles? And they'd point to his ring. They'd point to his fingers, no ring, until the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So when the White Sox win the, win the World Series, did you – were you able to, like, you oh, know, yeah. not just eat at the Waffle House in Chicago? They don't have Waffle House in Chicago, by the way. But, uh, yes. Oh, you just puff your chest out for a long time there in Chicago. So Now are you a little deflated? I'm not. There might be some people that are. I'm not. I'm listen. White Sox to, fans are White Sox fans deflated. No, White Sox fans are deflated because they didn't win the division and they haven't done anything in almost 20 years. That's why White Sox fans are deflated because they want the team to spend money and they want the team to be competitive. And they feel like, I think if you're a White Sox fan, listen, I'm a White Sox fan. Okay, so you feel like they're a big, they're in a big city, so they should be a bigger market. Even though probably they're a mid market team, but because of Chicago, and then you see the Cubs go out and win, and then you have the guys that Russell talked about, Moncada, Jimenez, you know, these guys, Robert Jr., Giolito, all these guys that were supposed to be in the window, and then you go out and you let Jose Abreu walk. And you don't really sign – listen, Benatendi's a good player, a great player. Largest free agent contract in history, Andrew Benatendi, five years, $75 million. And the Padres are spending $300 million on Machado, $300 million on – Bogarts, three hundred million on Soto, hundred million on you, Darvish, hundred million on Joe Musgrove, and you're like, wait, is Chicago or San Diego a bigger market? That's where I think White Sox frustration comes in, and then also I feel like there's a little bit of the same people have been in charge for so long in Chicago, and it hasn't worked in so long that I feel like they think that there needs to be a change just to change. And sometimes that's true, and sometimes it's not. I mean, you don't know until you try it. True. If you make a change. The grass isn't always greener, but it's new grass. Yeah, and right? it's not like you're winning. No. So that's I think that's where White Sox frustration comes from. And, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf is a really good friend, and he's done so much for the city of Chicago. With the Bulls, and he finally got the White Sox World Championship. I think people are just saying, hey, let's try something different. And I know Rick Hahn and I know Kenny Williams and I know Chris Getz who runs their minor leagues and and they're great people and and they do a good job. But I think White Sox fans are just saying, let's turn the page and try something new. Yeah. And and here's my thing. And this is actually the one of one of my favorite tweets last week from Russ Dorsey, who was just on with us. He said this was when the Padres made all their moves and then added Machado he goes your daily reminder that the big market versus the small small market argument isn't real I love 
the beef that's been caused this offseason by Steve Cohen as as a major, major market throwing down and then a small market in, in Peter Seidler throwing down and all of the other owners, Kratzy, that just want to throw money in their own pockets and then say, oh, I'm poor. And oh, it's not like as if the, the team, every freaking team is worth over a billion dollars at least. No. So you're all billionaires. And if you have a problem, sell the fucking team. So I love the beef that it causes right there, which gets us to one more story I want to sneak in here before slap hands. Good one by Paul Gutierrez of ESPN on ESPN.com. Oakland on the move? Question mark. So the A's are mulling the possibility of moving to Vegas. And Vegas baseball officials, of course, are all over it. They do really well in attendance out there with the minor league club. They've done great with the Vegas Golden Knights. They've crushed it with them. And you wouldn't immediately go, oh, yeah, Vegas should have a hockey team. But it's been great. And then same thing with the uh, with the Raiders moving out there. So now the next question is, what the hell's going on? I cannot believe how long it has been talking about the A's and the Rays situations. I would say the A's is coming to a head sooner than what's going on here, about an hour away from where AJ and I are right now. We're in Orlando, over in Tampa, in St. Petersburg, technically, where the ballpark is. But for Oakland, you want to talk about a team that's a much bigger market than some of the ball clubs we've been going over, including the San Diego Padres. What the hell is going on? in Oakland at this point. And if I'm them, I think they're just about over it with, I, I'm, I'm so sick of reading the freaking 10 page articles that that'll pop up over all of the, the bullshit with the politicians and figuring out the, what's it called? The Howard terminal and whatever, like just sit down and say, are we doing this or not? Otherwise, if we don't figure it out in this room, like the CBA, right? Just like we had last year with the players in the league, if we don't figure this out today, we're moving. It's over. We're getting plans for a ballpark. Ooh. You can't you can't come back to us in three months and say, just kidding, we figured it the fuck out. I don't care anymore. It's over. So I'm sick move. of reading about move. it. They need to move. Dude, that place clearly. Kratz, agree. That place is an absolute dump. I don't know what it's called. It was O.co. I don't know what it's called now, the Oakland Coliseum. But it is an absolute I mean, you couldn't take a shower because there was sewage coming up from the pipes, and only they had two shower heads and did you experience that? Was, was there actually we sewage coming the Raiders. up? We had to get up and go in the Raiders clubhouse because you couldn't take a shower because there was poop coming out of the drains. <laughs> it sounded like a two-year-old saying poop. <laughs> there was literally poop coming out of the drains. And you're like, this is a big league clubhouse. And you got to, you got to, you know, it just, uh, listen, if you can't figure it out in Oakland, then move to Vegas. It's been years, though. Hell yeah, I'm move so to Vegas. I'm so sick of talking about it. And I will say this, Kratzy, Vegas can definitely host a major league franchise, they would dominate. And there's been a lot of expansion talk in general, Vegas, Nashville, et cetera. Vegas will be fine. Easy move. Some of the Oakland fans, uh, Raiders fans, bought a lot of the P PSLs, those, you know, like the personal, what is it, seat licenses. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's plenty of season ticket holders that kind of just head over there. Different situation, of course, because there's, you know, 81 home games versus, what, eight or nine home games for for uh, the football side, but still, point is, Vegas gets a ton of tourism. Baseball, they love baseball out there. This is this is easy for me. I sit down, I say, today, this last day. Otherwise, you can't. I'm I'm blocking your number on my phone. Any of the the city officials, and we can talk years from now about if you want to try and get a team back there again. It's not happening. I mean, you don't need to keep it. It's about location. It's you know, you, you one of one of the arguments was, oh, they love baseball down there. Nobody used to come to the old AAA stadium. Now they moved it to a new location. AJ will let you know. 
much better location. Same weather. Everyone used to complain about the weather in Vegas. Oh, it's so hot yet. We'll put a dome over it. We'll put a roof over it, retracts, whatever you need. It's about location. And it's about, ultimately, comes down to the White Sox. You know, every team, if you care, you can put a product on the field that fans are going to come and watch. What's, you know, what's the hockey scene look like in, in Vegas before the Knights came out there? They win a Stanley Cup. Like, what's the hockey scene look like in Tampa? Oh, they won a couple Stanley Cups. Like, it's about location and it's about selling it and it's about having some forethought and not just, well, you know, this is what my, you know, these are what my voters are going to get me. They have to get out of Oakland's stadium. They have to get out of that area. If you want people to come, there is plenty of population. Just move it to another municipality around there somewhere. There's got to be some land where you can, you can just, you can do it right. Or they're going to be gone. They're going to go to Vegas and, nobody's even gonna they're not even gonna blink when they get to vegas they'll, they'll love it out there i've got to be that guy and just make sure that we've got our facts straight the knights didn't yeah, win they, did they made it they made it to the stanley cup final they didn't, oh, they didn't win, win. As, no yeah. they didn't win i mean it's been, fine have you been to a knights game uh i have not yet they are awesome it, it's cool it's so cool like I, when I, they come out of the the castle looking thing yep and they you get the band up there playing and it's pretty awesome yeah, Pretty they awesome. they do it right out there, and they yeah. they're imagine, dominating attendance. Can you imagine a stadium on the strip, like the the Raiders is just off the strip, right? The Knights are just off the strip. Can you imagine a retractable slash covered stadium for baseball on the strip? There's plenty of land. How many people it would attract, and what the it would bring baseball back again? Like, hey, we're in a new place. We have a new team. We have a new stadium. We're on the strip. Yeah, I know you're here on vacation, but, you know, MGM or whoever, throw, here's free tickets to the whatever they want to call them, the Vegas Aces, which is whatever they're, or whatever they're going to call them. Yep. I mean, it would blow up, and it would be awesome, and there's a huge population there. Foul Territory Stadium. Just saying, <laughs> better give up your salary. <laughs> you're going to have all 100% of it. <laughs> I love that. All right, one more uh, bit of news here. Because this is from this morning, because um, they're way ahead of us over in Asia, time-wise. Uh, they're playing exhibition games, getting ready for the World Baseball Classic, starting in a couple days out there. Shohei Otani on Team Japan bopped a couple homers in the exhibition. So uh, is the world ready for Shohei Otani WBC edition? And is Team Japan potentially the team to beat, even though no. Team USA looks, They've looks won crazy? They've won it before, but no. They've won it twice before. I'll, I'll take, they're I'll, really good. I'll take, they are really good but i'll still take dominican and usa over there i put them third okay the only difference yeah i'll still put them third the only difference is they start practicing way before the usa and everyone else they they start their like this thing is huge for japan and that matters it does matter so yeah i put them in the top three my point is if they they? win you would not be surprised they're they're in the top three third is in the top three so non-committal. That is non-committal. You I'm just like, told I'm, the White Sox to be more committed. Yeah. You need to be more committed. I'm, Are they I, third? I'm a White Sox person. See, I'm non-committal. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but yeah, they're top three for me. I think top those three. are the three teams. But you know, one pitcher has a bad outing. It's only one game. It can happen. Yeah, but they're rolling out Sasaki. They're rolling out Otani. Their their depth is way better than than the Dominicans' depth or even the U.S.'s depth in starting pitching. You know, 
You, I mean, I they're bringing out Suzuki. I mean, Kazuhiro Suzuki, the guy that used to throw the split and close for the Mariners, he's a little old no. to be out there. <laughs> just turned 20 years old and no. threw almost threw back-to-back perfect games and hit 102.5 the other day. Yeah, kilometers. Eh. Kilometers. <laughs> Co- oh, oh, it was kilometers. That's actually 164, <laughs> I, six, I think. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> We should do that before the WBC starts. We'll put you guys on the spot. Yeah. Top five WBC teams heading into the WBC. You can take your time. You can read your notes. You can do all that and make your decision. We'll add it to one of the next few rundowns. Um, let's get to slap hands. You ready? Wow. Are we going to get off? We're going to get off live before yeah. one o'clock Eastern time. This Whew. is wild. Let's do this. So exhausting. I got I got a few things to run through on slap hands. Um, I do want to start with some very, very sad news to pass along from the weekend. Um, The late, great Dave Wills, uh, radio announcer for the Tampa Bay Rays, passed away uh, at age 58, gone way too freaking soon. Um, He called many of the biggest moments in the team's history, you know, the runs to the World Series in 2008 and 2020. Just, I like to go over some of that because that's how the public can identify. But then when you see the outpour over the weekend of the baseball family sharing stories and characteristics of him being a mentor, him feeling like a a brother to his fellow team members on the Rays broadcast team, just being an absolute gem of a human being. It, it, It hurts your heart way too freaking young, very, very talented. We do have a clip in honor of Dave Wills. Now the 0-1 to Lowry on its way. Swinging a ground ball to second. This should do it. Aki has it. Takes it to second himself. This improbable season has another chapter to it. The Rays are going to the World Series. Just that. I knew Dave. Um, he was in. He was a Chicago guy before he went to Tampa. Did a lot of work for the White Sox. Uh, when I came over in 05 to the White Sox, he went to Tampa. But every time I was in Tampa, anytime we played, he would come down, speak to me, talk to me about Chicago. He's from Chicago. And, yeah, it's sad. I mean, just a just a great guy. Loved baseball. Loved to talk baseball. And uh, gone too soon. Never, I never met Dave. But when you hear that call, you know, he didn't say Iwamura to the bat. You know, he said Aki. And I think there's that, like, connection. Some announcers do a really good job of it. Others, maybe not the best, but there's that connection of, like, you're going to call a guy maybe not by his, like, full full legal name and because you have a little bit more of a connection. And I think that's how fans connected. I know some Tampa Bay fans that, that are, you know, really going miss, to miss him as a, as a play-by-play guy calling their games. Yeah, and I know the Rays community is is just mm-hmm. devastated about this. And, and he he had been dealing with with health issues, right? But but he had been working through it. I know he missed some time um, at some point, a little bit. Well, when you're okay, so when, like what Kraut said, when you're the announcer for a team every day, whether it's radio or TV, and, and consume the games however you want on radio or TV, whoever you like. You become attached to these people. You become attached to hearing their voice on a daily basis. 
And Dave Wills was the voice of the Rays. Whether you want to say it's on TV or radio, you can fight that fight. But he became the voice of the Rays. And people that I know that are Rays fans being in Orlando know Dave Wills. And this is a big deal. And, it's again, it's just a terrible, terrible day for, Ray, for the Rays. I was thinking about his family and friends and those who were closest to him. Um, Dave Wills, Rays radio broadcaster. A couple other things here on, on Slap Hands. Also wanted to do our shout-out. So trying to do this almost every day. Say hello to the troops at Inserlik Air Base in Turkey. Um, troops out there helping recovery efforts. Recent earthquake there in Turkey. It's just been devastating damage there. Um, so props to you all out there. A big shout out. and appreciate you all listening, and, and we're here for you. Um, some birthdays. Edmundo Sosa, Francisco Cervelli, Willie Stargell. Happy birthday on this date in history. going to try this for the first time here. 1922. Baseball players have it good now. And it's actually going to lead me into to an article I want to finish with here is Babe Ruth signed for three years, 52 G's a year. This is 1922. So you know how the, you do that math, Kratzy, where it's like, what is that worth now? It's probably like 500 grand now or something. But the next highest paid New York player was Frank Home Run Baker making 16K. So, of course, it's relative. It's 1922. Finances worked a little bit differently back then. But also, even if you do... Um, push it forward and, and have those numbers evolve to what they would be in modern times. It's definitely still, it's definitely not going to touch the judge contract. Let's put it that way. He didn't have quite the social media following Babe Ruth didn't. So he would have mm. gotten more had he had a larger. Social media <laughs> he had the social following. He didn't have the social media following. Oh, he, he had the, so, he had the social aspect down yes. for sure. But yeah, no, that's, that's a, I, again, I'm, I'm more interested in the, home run baker like we need we need nicknames like that like who would have the middle name home run right now i feel like that has judge. to be aaron home run judge no right no i mean if is that i think pete alonzo would love to be called call himself pete home run alonzo i agree i the like way it. todd frazier shows off his home run derby t- trophy you think he's todd home run frazier <laughs> how about uh you know one of my favorites right now Big dumper, Cal Raleigh. That's a good one. That's see, if I saw that from the 1920s, I'd be like, that's fitting. That we need more big dumpers <laughs> Do we in dump? the big league. Do we? <laughs> in the big leagues, we need more big dumpers. I like that a lot. All right, so you know let me. Said, we like big yeah. butts. Hey, Cal Raleigh can bring it. Um, so a rant from an op-ed article in the San Diego Union Tribune is what I'm getting to here with money, and this is how I want to finish. Um, writing about how. Uh, there's problems in the world and, and and fans have to pay a lot for games and all of that. So just like hard to support baseball when the players are making so much money. Um, it's, it's so tired, but it got a ton of action and publicity just because it's a terrible take yes. and people eat that shit up more. So, I mean, they, they want to, they want to so... dump on it, but they want a big dump Here, so on here's it, my like, question that's the problem. For these people that wrote <laughs> – yeah, if they want to take a big dump on it. Exactly. <laughs> but here's my question for these guys who wrote – or these people, sorry, that wrote this op-ed. There's 780 Major League Baseball players in the world and ma- that play Major League Baseball. There's 50 guys maybe in the whole world that make these exorbitant salaries the other guys make. No one ever complains when a CEO's earnings come out of Disney and he's making 25 or $30 million or a, 
another large Apple. I mean, whatever Steve Jobs or whoever the C- I forget who the CEO of Apple is now, but whatever he's making, Elon Musk is making whatever he's making. No one complains because they invented Tesla, but there's only one guy named Mike Trout. There's only one Shohei Otani. There's only one whatever superstar you want to throw out there and in the world and make whatever you can make. And unfortunately, because of the way the world works and capitalism and the whole deal, ticket prices have to go up. But as I tell every player, get every single dollar you can because they will get it back from you when they can. Yeah, you and they will cut you when they can. They will. And let's pump the brakes on the whole, like, the players are, you know, they're so rich. There's only there's only 30 people that are paying the players. And you know what? There's a reason that they go to arbitration and they piss off players because in 10 years, that player is going to be done playing. And when that player is done playing, they're going to have to control the salary of the next player. Like, there wouldn't even be a thing – it wouldn't even be a thing with like Corbin Burns needing to fight for $700,000 with a billionaire. Like it wouldn't be a thing, but the, that owner, that ownership group, not necessarily Antanasio, but that, that front office, they know they're going to have another arbitration case in the next 10 to 15 years. That's going to be similar to Burnsy's and they're willing to fight for the 700,000. So it doesn't cost them a million five later on. And so when a guy is so uninformed to say, and I get it, it's a, it's an opinion paper. Like, you know what opinions are like, I'll let you marinate on that, but you can't just put it out there and like, not, not run the whole story. Like, is it, does that guy also, is he also offended by owners who have, X amount of millions of dollars? Is he also offended by people that go to the games that obviously need to make a lot of money to be able to afford to go to a baseball game? Like where, where does it stop? And why is, why is a player, oh, their salary, that person's not even coming to a baseball game if he's not coming to a game now because the salaries are too high. He just can't do anything though. That's my point, Kratzy. If you're going to complain and try and act like you're like, turned off or boycotting a baseball game because the players make too much money, then you can't do anything in life. You cannot watch movies. You cannot watch television. You cannot listen to music, especially if it's a big artist. You cannot go to concerts, right? All of those people, if they're stars, are making a ton of money. Is he complaining about the quarterback on the team making $30 million? No, he's complaining about you know the NBA he is. I think he's complaining about athletes making too much money. Baseball. But my point is, anything in entertainment True. is is probably too much for Why? him because it's popular. No, and then you're right. I think if CEOs of companies are making too much money, then he shouldn't have any devices. He can't go to the grocery <laughs> now store. Now you're taking it too far. Why? I mean, oh, I, I, you run a company, you make a lot of money because I, it's talent. I understand. And you pay for talent. But what building does that guy live in? Does he live in an apartment complex? Like, don't live there because your landlord makes more money than you do. Like, you can't, it's not all just about, like, like don't, don't look at other people, what other people make and say, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not supporting that because they make too much. Yeah, live your life. Yep. <laughs> like, just live whatever you want. I'm, but yeah. I'm saying, you're, you're boycotting based on how, how much other people are thriving. Be happy. Enough. Be happy for other people. Yeah, 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 that's it, AJ. Be happy for other people. Don't, don't just, don't be in such a negative Nelly. That's a great way to slap hands on a Monday too. Look at us. We did it before a buck forty-five of the show. So hey, hashtag FT Live. No, no, we're not done. 
Uh, we don't get our own slap hands? Oh, we do if you want one. Yeah, you I, have to well, let me I got know. a big I'm one. The host. Go ahead. All right. Square up. Square up right here. This Actually, I want the two shot because this is directed at him to my right. Uh-oh. He doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> this weekend, Florida Gators played Miami Hurricanes. He went to the University of Miami. They're this big baseball power, right? They got their asses kicked again by <laughs> Kevin O'Sullivan and the Florida Gators. We should have made a bet on it, but Scotty, suck it. They walked him off. There's a lot of chirping. Put the Gator helmet on. I'm not putting it on. We didn't make a bet. We should have, though. Kevin O'Sullivan, the coach at Florida, has won 70% of the time against Miami, his rivals. This is nice. So, this is really nice. I'm sorry, Scotty. We should have went to a game. I'm down. I would have gone. We should have went you out know there. You know my number. You ugly green and orange, you know? You know my number, number one. Number two, I was at your freaking house, so I didn't even watch the game <laughs> because I was working on construction here, which still needs to be done. But um, I won't do anything. I would have kissed the helmet. I would have worn the helmet. We didn't place a wager. No, we should have. We're going to be betting all year long, so happy to do it. AJ's very excited to bet, clearly. Um, and, yes, props to your squad for kicking our ass. Hopefully we get you chirping. back. There, did you see him? They were – the guys were running around the second game Miami won. They ran around doing this, and then the last day Florida was putting it over their knee and breaking it. I love that Dude, shit. Dude, they were like, it was chippy. I love that. It was great. It that was is great. great. It was great drama to and watch. And you know how it is. Usually those teams, they recruit really well. I mean, everywhere, but in Florida. Oh, yeah. So there's usually that really natural oh, yeah. rivalry going on, too. I love that. I'm all about it. I did not know that was coming, but that's on him. Pratt, he didn't make a... He didn't make a wager with me. So Yeah, I feel like AJ's got to say a lot of a lot of the stuff he says with his chest. Like lock it in. Lock in the wager. Yeah. I'd love to see. Although we would lose a lot of we, we gotta make sure we don't lose fans. And if he puts a helmet on, so let's get something where we get to still see Scotty's face <laughs> and his hair. And it's eh, that's fine. If we if we're out on his hair for a little bit, that's fine. But on the same hand, we can't keep losing guys, and I'm afraid. We might have we might have lost or gained. I'm not sure. With the wood falling down, we had one <laughs> fan that was. He's now he's definitely more. He has some anticipation. He's hoping Scotty's wood falls down because he was really he was enjoying <laughs> watching and looking at Scott's legs. So the disappointment is there, but you never know. You never know what's going to happen here. You know, maybe maybe Scotty's maybe one of those. Slats is going to fall down and his construction is not going to work out. So keep watching. You never know what's going to happen here. Kratz, tell your, tell your friend that I haven't gotten a leg day as much in the gym because I have to f- keep fixing AJ's Wi-Fi and his picket fence. And also my thing is, so I'll do one slap hands and we'll get out of here. Can't wait. You know, like we chat after the show. First thing, I know it. Producers are going to say, you can't wear a yellow shirt anymore because it looks it looks white and we don't like the shot or whatever. So just throwing it out there to throw Lululemon the producers make under the bus. colors and give them to us. Oh, Lululemon makes fire colors. Oh, I love so Lululemon. They'll what be color, getting what colors do we need from Lululemon since they're listening? Neon baby, neon green, neon blue. I'm going to Ultra actually in a few weeks too. I can't wait to talk about that on a show coming up. All right, we have mega guests. I'll tease at least one or two because if you're with us for the whole Hour 45, what, Max Muncy coming up this week. Uh, Corbin Burns throwing a few out there that we expect and many more on Foul Territory every day live. See you Tuesday.